But I, when, uh, like, I've noticed it rains a lot, but then when it clears up, you can see everything. Oh, it's, so, yeah, because like, it cleans the, the air. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I was like, the other day, I was like, boy, it's like mountains. <laughs> I can see them. And they're like, I'm five. What? And I was like, never mind. It's fine. It's like that song, I can see clearly now. The, the rain, rain is, is gone. gone. Oh, my yeah. God. I get it now. Yeah. I didn't get it before. I mean, you would hear the song, and you're like, oh, this is a nice I song. I can see but clearly like... now. The yeah. Rain. Oh. And obviously, they wrote it in California, because <laughs> that's what happens. You know, a friend of mine was like, you guys should introduce yourself. So I guess we'll start oh. that today. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm Lavetta. Hi, I'm Miriam. And this it's is nice Notorious. to meet you. <laughs> been a year and a half i know right but yeah no you're right She's yeah right. whatever your friend is totally right yeah it's it's thank you friend thank you and this is notorious women podcast notorious <laughs> women pod now i feel like we need like a little thing no okay <laughs> <laughs> love is like stop thinking right now we okay. have to just keep it simple okay you know <laughs> like, i hear you i um I, I meant to see the Medea movie. Uh, oh, the funeral one? The funeral one. I mean, the thing about Medea is that you know you're going to at least laugh. It's going to be silly it, and ridiculous. Here's the thing about Medea's stuff is mm-hmm. I love the shit out of it. Yeah. But, man, they throw in, like, he throws in some, like, really hard. Oh, Somebody dying of like, like I told you he wouldn't leave me. Oh, it's very melodramatic. And like, and like, oh yeah, it just go. And you're like laughing. You're like, oh fuck, which I get and I respect actually because there's an like, there's an element of like this is real, real people, real people live real lives, but it's hard to and it doesn't pretend to be anything else. No, doesn't. You have to just let that go. It's some of it's going to be on the nose, but Medea's going to make you laugh. But I love. Yeah, and she is going to. I don't really cry necessarily because again, Medea is my grandmother. She's many grandmothers, uh, black grandmothers throughout. Yeah, uh, she's not my grandmother. The world. <laughs> um, my grandmother's the Jewish version, maybe. Yeah, like you know, but she has an element that all races yes. can relate to. Yes, and the 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 no shit. Yeah, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, the, like, I like her. I like that. Uh, you know, Tyler Perry has a very religious, strong religious element to his his works. But Medea does not go to jail. I mean, does not. She does go to jail she because that was jail. a movie. She uh-huh. does not go to church. Not so much. And if she does, she's always afraid that she's going to be struck. Because <laughs> she know what she did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my grandmother once. Did I tell you the story? Probably no. did because I love it. It's Because you think your parents, your grandparents, they know more. They're wise. The gr- right, right, they're right. better people they've learned. Yeah. They're not, though. No. So <laughs> she was really, really pissed because a friend came to visit and she was so mad. And my mom had to be like, can you guys go in the other room? Sure. No problem. It was a guy friend and he wasn't good looking enough for me. And she was like, oh. kick him out of our house. He may not date our Miriam. Like, that's what she was saying, but like in Yiddish. And, um... So grandma's like, he's not good enough uh-huh. to marry into this And my family. mom was like, shut up! Like, so she stayed in Yiddish, so he didn't understand what she was saying. Okay, I love your grandmother, by the way. No, I yes. Just... My grandmother was like, yes. no, you will marry a man that is sexy. <laughs> you will bring some hotness to the family. You know what you got to do, girl. And you hot too. So yeah, like she didn't say that at all. But that's basically... Oh my God. She and she was she was like I mean she was great she was amazing like she was she we were very very close 
But I, I remember just, feeling like I'm going to find a man whose soul connects with the depth of my soul. Yeah. And we will intellectually analyze. And she was like, make sure he's fine. Okay. Yeah. Grandma's you know, like, yeah. You know, you know, muscles are nice. <laughs> because it reminds you that they were young yes exactly too. I love it. and like and they're human yeah you know and they like and she gets like you deserve yeah a man who like you deserve those those men that you giggle over yeah. like that's right or i deserve to have a good looking grandson and great grandson yeah, great, I, yeah like yeah and because i want good looking great grandchildren exactly yeah i mean grandma know what's up mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we get started? <laughs> um, actually, before we get started, though, I wanted to, because I think I mentioned on here, maybe not last episode, but the episode before about uh, the young lady on Facebook who had hit me up and we were talking about uh, the uh, the the um, Yoko Ono episode. And yes. she was like, yeah. So she hit me up. It's actually Stephanie. Stephanie hit me up on Instagram and she was like, okay, honest to God, I hit play on your episode that dropped on February 12th after not listening to you guys for a while. And what do I hear? Lavetta giving me a shout out. <laughs> what an unexpected surprise. So glad it sparked more Yoko discussion. And by the way, my name's Stephanie. Like oh, she, yay. But Stephanie has her own podcast. She's co-host of the fabulous podcast, um, Anglophilia. Anglophilia podcast. You guys should uh, check them out, download them, subscribe. They are so great. They basically break down because you know I'm an Anglophile. You and are. So are you. I'm a little bit. A little bit. I'm not, I don't admit it, but yeah. But they break down like <laughs> some Judy of Dench. our favorite, like I know, right? Favorite uh, British shows. Like so, oh, they did girl, all oh, of Black Hatter. Ste- like, Stephanie, it's so great to meet yes, you. Yes. I'm so excited about your podcast. Yes, I'm yes. totally going to download it. That's Anglophilia Podcast. You guys should check out Steph- Stephanie and her co-host, whose name is escaping me now, but I've listened to several of their podcasts. I listened to all of the Black Adder do, ones. Did she do You Must Remember This? Um, no. Oh, yeah. She listens to that, too, as well. Ah! But she... No, no, but- no. Wait. No, there was a, there's a TV show that Judy Dench was in. I'll look it up. Oh, I don't know if they've done that one yet. I think they've done Black Adder. They've done... Uh, I started watching the one, Faulty Tower. I listened oh, to yay. the Faulty Towers one. Uh, they, I gave them a suggestion, Rosemary and Thyme. Rosemary and Thyme. You know, it's, it's not on Netflix anymore. No, it's not. I have I have the DVD. Can collection. I borrow them? Yes, you can. Thank you. I mean, I no, I'm I'm. I love those I'm ladies. Not here. Everyone else is judging you. I am borrowing your DVDs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So, and I think okay. they've done um, they've done quite a few things. So you guys should check them out. And thank you, Stephanie, for listening. Um, and so yeah, so sweet. We should get started. Let's so get started. I think this week you're first. Okay. Um, I didn't remember. I, I never remember. I definitely know you're first because I actually looked it up before. Lavetta, if you and I were in school together, uh-huh. you'd be getting A's and no. I would be getting like B pluses. <laughs> like, and I would be like texting you being like, hey, do you know what chapter our teacher said <laughs> we should? And you'd be like, here's the syllabus again, Miriam. Yeah. And that's how our lives would okay. be. All right. So. Lovetta, I mean, to be fair, you have two little kids. I do. And little kids, like they're very small. If your kids were like twelve and thirteen, I'd be giving you a You'd hard time. You'd be like, time. Miriam, get it together. No, but you have little ones. No, they're little, yeah. and they take up like they take up a lot. You of You know how much energy it takes to try to convince them to play by themselves. Oh. It's kind of amusing, actually. Yeah. Because you're like, I could just go play with them. Right. But I, I just feel like, can't I type this up? Yeah. I was working. I was researching this, mm-hmm. 
And like at some point, they were both on my lap in front of the computer. I'm like, I. Looking, you'll see. They just want to be at some awkward pictures. Oh, oh. <laughs> you'll see. They just want. That was fine. They I, just want to be near I explained you. Explain them age. away. That'll change when they get older. I know. You have to beg them to so spend time sad. with you. So I, so I do spend time with them. Yeah. I play all the go fish. Oh. Mm-hmm. So who's your notorious woman so this week? My notorious woman. Now, here's what I will say about her. She is incredible. Okay. There is so much on her, and I didn't want this to be a nine-hour podcast. Okay. <laughs> And I didn't think it was worth separating into two parts. Okay. And I'll explain further. But okay. I, if you have more about her, A, please write in. Yes. And we'll talk about her again. Um, and B, I, I do know, but I still, if you want, if you thought I should have said it, please write in. So I'm going to talk about someone named Artemisia Gentileschi. Oh, okay. That's very fancy. Now, she was born as Artemisia Gentileschi Lomi. I don't know why she had an extra last name and then stopped having that extra last name. Um, but that's what Wikipedia did. And okay. so that is why I wrote that down okay. and I'm speaking that now. Okay. She was born July 8th, 1593. 1593? Yeah. We went back a few years. How did women survive 1593? Oh, I'll let you know. I'll, okay. Good question. Yeah. Uh, she was born in Rome. Okay. Right? Italian. She was the eldest child of a Tuscan painter named Orazio Gentileschi and Prudenzia di Ottaviano Mantoni. I do love Italian. Sounds good to me. Right? But now I'm hungry. Now I want some gelato. <laughs> um, her father was a painter and Artemisia showed way more promise and talent than her brothers did mm-hmm. in, in the arts. So she learned from him. Everything she needed to learn to become a painter in her own right. Oh, so yeah. dad was like, okay. So he wasn't like, you're a girl, sit nope. down. He was like, all right, you're good. Let's do this. Okay, I like that. Um, but, and there's a quote here. I don't know who said it, but it was in quotes. So I'm going to tell you that it's in quotes. Okay. But it, it tells you a good amount. By 1612, when she was not yet 19 years old, her father could boast of her extraordinarily extraordinary talents, claiming that in the profession of painting, which she had practiced for three years, she had no peer. Ooh. Now, side note, I know about her because I did a play about her. Really? Like nine years ago um, with my good friend. I'll show Lavetta a picture of me in that play on her way out because it's on the wall. Okay. So it's over there. Oh, um, okay. I will tell you who I played in a moment. It was not Artemisia. Okay. Um, my friend Liz played it. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. If, are you listening? I don't know. You might be behind. But at some point, you might hear this. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah. So, at least, I can't speak today. <laughs> words are coming out of my mouth, but they don't sound like words. Welcome to my world, always. God, right? Oh. <laughs> right. So, her father's style, and thus her style, was heavily, heavily influenced from Caravaggio, although she had a much more realistic nature. Orazio was idealized. She was more realism. Okay. Um, I am not going to go too heavy into her artistic point of view and all of the art which she did, which was massive, because oh. it's it, it makes massive, for a boring huh? podcast, and there are other things that are more interesting. Yeah. But massive. In a, in, a, in a way that we should have heard about her alongside all the other artists. Yeah. So I'll go into that. Uh, she it says it says she also had to resist the traditional attitude and psychological 
submission to this brainwashing and jealousy of her obvious talents, um, which I'm guessing it had to do with maybe her brothers oh. or you know, the, the people around her early on. Yeah, it's amazing when a person's worldview is not reflected in something in an actual person and they're like wait a minute you're a girl you're supposed to be stupid yep. and your talent but i can't deny your talent so my brain is confused yeah so then i get angry and yet her talent her talent was undeniable mm. um and we'll post some things yeah of course some yeah. pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. um but but that event that ultimately earned her great respect and recognition for her work mm-hmm. um the first work we know of like that survived and she might have done stuff before was is called Susanna and the elders uh, she did it in 1610. She was 17 years old. It's what? now in the Schoenberg collection in Pombrusted. Somewhere in Europe. You're kidding me. Yeah. I've never heard of this and woman. And like, when you look at the art that she did. Yeah. She, 17. She's a genius. 17 years old. There's, I mean. Wow. My God. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. I wonder if she was stunting on him though. Like, I wonder like if, if like 17 year olds or, cause obviously they were more mature back then than they are today. 17 year, yeah, years old. Like by a lot. I mean, I'd be like, let me just write this up and just, you know, paint this little thing. It's just a little thing I did in the <laughs> afternoon. I was bored. I was bored. Mm-hmm. And like, she's stunting on our haters. I wonder. Right? She's like, I was going to nap, but instead I made this. <laughs> a masterpiece. Here you go. <laughs> you think it's okay? Okay. I wonder. Um, so, and then, of course, people thought her father was helping her. Of course, because um, a girl can't do it. Her little yeah, lady brain can't figure this out. Those boobs get in the way. <laughs> so hard. Oh. Um, so, the paint, this painting, it assimilated the realism of Caravaggio with the language of Annabale Caracci, which is Baroque. That is about as far as I'm going to go in terms of like... Yeah, I was going to say, that art. all sounds Greek to me. I'm not sure. It's Italian, actually. I'm not sure what I said either. Listen, so, Italian sounds okay. Greek to me because I know nothing <laughs> about artwork. Oh, but La Veda, you have a good name for oh, Italian. Okay, yes, okay. I'm not trying to offend Italians. No, I, we're not. I love you. Yes, we do. And I want you to invite me to your house. Yes. And I will go... To your country. Yeah. We want to go. And I will actually drink wine. I'm not a wine drinker. Girl, but if I'm in Italy... That's... I will drink wine. Lots yeah, and lots of yeah. wine. And it's worth it. Yes. It's so worth when it. When in Rome. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Um, so... This painting is one of the few that use the theme of Susanna showing the sexual accosting by the two elders as a traumatic event so there is i think it's a bible story but she made it a traumatic event so this was in 1610 she did this wow in 1611 it tells you why women need a voice in the arts so desperately like oh yeah that happened but women are like no this is what it feels like when that happens exactly like we need to stop having uh, a, ma- a man's point of view for everything that happens to a woman. Yes. I don't give a shit what yes. a man thinks. Oh. No. This, that is my lady brain speaking. Yeah, but... only when I want to have sex with him. Yes, then I want him to have sex with me. Yeah, and, and I, I don't can... really want him to think or talk. I just, you know. Girl. Just lay down, man. <laughs> just give, give it to mama. Stop your mouth, as Shakespeare would say. <laughs> <laughs> and we're kidding, we well, don't, we don't condone. 
sexually harassing or no, assaulting you can't men. Also sexually harass men. But you we can. just live in an age where like the time of men who've been sexually harassing and torturing women yeah. for so many thousands of years and yeah. we're tired of that. Now yeah. occasionally it happens the other way around and that's not good either. This is why I but, want to be rich because yeah. I want to be able to have lots of boy toys around me. Mm, I can see that about you. Like sexy young men and I and can like be a dirty old lady. You, yes. You I know. mean I I look yeah. forward to this I my future. Would, you would do that well i do very very yeah, well yeah, yeah. No, i could see that yeah. like a robe like a long flowing mm-hmm. robe you'd walk around in get like a foot a, rub yeah you know when you feel is, like it yeah and i just give him a little allowance he just has to be pretty and yeah show up when and i I'd say be like baby i'm just gonna go to lavetta's and and hang out and he'd be like no you're not <laughs> meet at a coffee shop you may not go to her house <laughs> but she needs me and I need a foot rub. That's um, right. That's right. Can I borrow one of them? Um, <laughs> so she did this so, painting from okay from right and from that a was, woman's point of view. That for was the first time in sixteen ten. Wow. Sixteen eleven. Her father was working with a man named Agostino Tassi to decorate the vaults of Casino del Muse. Yeah, that was right. <laughs> Muse, Muse. I don't know. Inside the Palazzo Pallavicini Ros. Biglios in Rome. I probably did that very wrong. So Sounds I apologize. Good to me. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so he hired Tassi. I'm just going to call him Tassi. Okay. Agostino Tassi. He hired Tassi to do the reason we call him Tassi was because in the play that I was in, mm-hmm. we called him Tassi. So oh, I'm okay. just going with that. Uh, to tutor his daughter privately. During the tutelage, Tassi raped Artemisia. Oh, God. Of so, course he did. So, yeah, so, like... Because he... I am a man, and you have something... You have boobies, and I can't control myself because you have boobies in front of me. What am I supposed to do? Yep. And she was... She was 18, 17, 18. Oh, my God. So how old was this creepy old man? Oh, like, 92. I don't... He... Too... Older. Now, in Wikipedia, I didn't know about this. It says another man, Cosimo Corley, was also involved. I don't know what that means. But definitely Tassi raped Artemisia. Cosimo didn't. I don't know if he His like. His friend's held daughter, he just raped. Yeah. Yeah. So after the rape, because rape culture thinks very much, she continued having sex with him with the expectation that they were going to be married and with the hope that she could restore her dignity in her future. Yeah, because back then, because, if you got raped, you're damaged goods. Right. So, And what did you do to deserve that? I mean, I mean why isn't that in the laws? Like, that. if you rape a woman, you must marry her. Yeah, like, even, like, like don't, I mean, it's not ideal. don't fucking rape. But, like, yeah. if you do, yeah, you know, and we're in a dick, dick world. Which I just don't understand. Again, you know how, again... Chop off the tip of the penis. Just the tip. And then for a year, if you don't rape or accuse of rape and you control yourself like a fucking man and not a monkey, mm-hmm. you get yeah. your tip sewn back on. I respect that. If you don't, they might lose it. Oops. They might just lose your it tip. Fell. And you never get it It was in back. the dirt and... I think that would solve all the rape in the world. I think so too. Because men are obsessed with the their problem. penises. Yeah, they really are. Don't nobody want to see your penis, man, no, but you. Nobody wants to see it. Literally, like nobody. Unless it's no. attached to Idris Elba. Nobody wants to see your damn penis. <laughs> okay, unless it's attached to Idris Elba. Yeah, it doesn't. Nobody well, wants to see that penis. It's not as good looking you know, as you think it is. Trust me. I'm going to be honest. Like, a, a penis is like, it's not aesthetic. No. Most of them are not like, good looking. My boobs, yes. 
I mean, it's not, they fell real hard, but still like, I, I mean, sure. Like that. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm so far away from being a lesbian. I, I'm not sure why that's so appealing also, but I get that that's like, sure. Right. But if no, penis, women are definitely more beautiful. Right. Our parts are more beautiful. I'm sorry. Man, keep your penis. Nobody. It's, it's sprinkly. Most of them look like they've been like blown up in a landmine. You know, like. They, they kind of like, they got like a, 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 a crusty, like maybe it's going through Propecia. <laughs> or like, I don't know, it's been like half dried in the sun. Yeah, it's like, curved. It's like, oh, you were raisin or a plum. Like, yeah, it's different colors. Between. And I, 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 neither of which I want to like stare at. No, you know, no. like most men do not have good looking penises. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some and out that's there. Fine, because if you use it well, yeah. I will appreciate it. And if I love you, then I don't care what your penis looks no, like. No, I don't really. I mean, care. I do because I'm paranoid. So I'm like, I want to see it. I want to see the goods. Yeah, I want to well, inspect it. I want to. You know, I just want to make sure know. it's the normal color. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no problems going on. No here. weird stuff coming I'm out not, of it. I'm not touching that thing yeah, if it's like, an issue. You know. Yeah, but most. Of, Nobody want to see your penis, dude. Right. Nobody no. wants your penis mm-hmm. either, nope. unless they're in love with you. Right. And or they she will asked. let you know. We will. We will if let you, you are know. unsure, then it's no. Yeah. So, FYI, just a little PSA women, for you gentlemen. Women do get horny, so when we they do, when we want to have sex, we will let you know. Yeah, we're not shy about that no. shit, you guys. Not at all. Not at all. Jesus. All right. So, a dick's yeah. gonna dick. He dicked. Oh, so poor girl. Surprise. He reneged on his promise, what, to marry her, even though he had all that sex with her? Weird. He, the, he, I bet he was old, dried up, like, nasty wrinkly, ass. smelly. Douchey. Ugh. Yeah, especially in the 1590s or 1600s. There was, there was no shower to clean that shit. You know he didn't clean it. Uh, so nine months after the rape and after he learned that Tossi uh, reneged on his promise to marry his daughter after raping her, Orazio, her father, mm-hmm. pressed charges against Tassi. He also claimed that he had stolen a painting of Judith from the household, which is like a biblical Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So the issue was not rape. Of course it's not. It's not important. Obviously. It, that, that wasn't a crime. Fun, right? The issue was that he stole her virginity. So it's sort of rape, but only because she was a virgin. Had she had, had sex before that, it wouldn't have been a crime. Not a crime, not a lawsuit, not an issue, not a, oh, you should check, you should protect your daughter a little bit better if you don't like that. It would have been the answer. If I were her father, I would. You Would you let your daughter, con- like he let her keep sleeping with him? But that's why it's all problematic. That's why when men are like, why don't you just leave? Why don't you do that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, especially back then. Right? Like you said, it wasn't even a crime. If you're wondering why the Me Too movement's happening, it's because this is in the 1600s, and we're still not much better. So that's why Me Too's happening. Just take a ball, right? What? Just, just take a ball, like a one of his balls, just, oh, yeah, just, just shove ball. it down his throat. For dinner. You know, just... you could put some salt and some garlic on it. Maybe so, it won't be but, so bad. And, and, and I find it you interesting that... You might still be in pain while he's eating it because you know the blood. Yeah, I mean, who cares? But, like, it's interesting that the father had to press charges. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. So hmm. he sued Tassi. So Orazio sued Tassi. Artemisia could do nothing, she right? She could do nothing about what happened to her. Exactly. There was a seven-month trial during which it was discovered that Tassi had planned to murder his wife. He had sex with his sister-in-law, and he had planned he planned to steal some of Orazio's paintings. So Tassi's just an asshole. Tassi's a douche, motherfucking douche. At the end of the trial, she won technically, 
Antasi was exiled from Rome, although they never actually carried out the sentence. So during the trial, in order to make sure Artemisi was telling the truth, so we didn't have lie detector tests, what they did instead of lie detector tests was put thumb screws into her fingers at the trial to verify the truth, the ver- the ver- the verity, the truth of her words. Okay, so let me get this mm-hmm. straight. Yeah, okay, yeah. so, so mm-hmm. this seventeen-year-old was raped yes. by some Douche dirty old man. Dick, yeah. Um, and so uh-huh. he's like, "Don't worry, baby, baby, baby. I'm gonna marry you, even mm-hmm. though I just raped you." Yeah. Yeah. Ain't I a good guy? Yeah. So uh, she, but he, I guess he was already married? Apparently. Okay. So anyway, so he reneges on that because yeah. he had no intentions of doing that. Even though he continued to have sex with her. Yes. Yes. And so her, so her father, which is the only recourse they had, sued right. him, said, old, dirty old man, mm-hmm. rapist. Uh, and during the trial to decide if she was telling the truth and she hadn't been whoring it up before mm, right, she'd lost right. her virginity. Right, exactly. They torture her by torture putting her. Okay. okay thumb screws just, in her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened. So the seventeen year old yeah. girl gets her life ruined and all this trauma. Yeah. Because some old crusty old dickwad decided can't keep to his abuse dirty his ass, power. Probably mm. almost diseased dick in his pants. Shriveled okay. Up. All right. I I got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah. And they wonder why women are yeah. angry. Yeah. Women aren't angry enough in my book. Yeah, you know, you you know, you're right. No, we aren't angry enough. We should be really, oh, yeah, really we should much be. more pissed. Yeah. Like much more yeah. like this is some yeah. bullshit. And this was like We should have female gangs going around yeah. serving up vigilante justice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I heard you touch that girl and she said no. Yeah. Ladies, we know what to do. So you know how about saying? we put uh ball screws on your scrotum Ooh, during the idea. trial just to make sure he's telling the truth just to make sure you're telling the truth you know i, I just i thought i think that's an idea that sounds just, reasonable yeah, to yeah. me i'm just yeah, okay i'm get, sorry go I ahead no no don't don't apologize oh god this poor girl i know right but so she's been surrounded by men mostly her whole life since she was 12 her mom died and then she had brothers she oh. had her father and when she was 17, her father rented the room that was upstairs to a woman named Tuzia. That was the part I played. Okay, okay. It was a very different take on Tuzia course, that actually yeah, yeah. existed. Because I was funny. Of course you were. <laughs> this bitch right here, though, oh, was not so funny. Okay. So Artemisia befriended her. Um, however... Tuzi allowed Tasi and his apparent buddy Cosimo Corliss, I guess they, they palled around together, in Artemisia's home on multiple occasions. Now, I don't know how they got this information, but this is what Wikipedia says. So she was like a pimp? Yes. On the day of the rape, she cried out for Tuzia. That was who she called for. But she explicitly ignored her cries for help. She pretended she knew nothing. Artemisia felt betrayed by Tuzia. And Tuzia's role in facilitating the rape has been compared to the role of a pimp. I'm not going to get the fancy language because that's the word. It's pimp. So that bitch right there. Now, in my version, (laughs) she was like a mother-like figure who took care of her and made sure and was really fucking pissed about the rape. Yeah. So I'm just saying my version. Yeah, women do that to each other. They do. You know, because I mean, we, instead we, of being, we, we all live in this horrible yeah. patriarchy. And world it could be jealousy. We have to make 
It could be jealousy, but yeah. we have to make a, yeah, this beautiful, brilliant. Young girl. Young girl. So let her see what the world is really like. Yeah. Who knows yeah. what the fuck Tuzi has been through. Yeah. But still, like, we're not bonding together enough. We're not, we're no. not connecting. We're not. We're just finding what we disagree with. I mean, you got black ourselves. women defending that fucker R. Kelly. One black woman even what? apparently bailed his, his ass out of jail. But I, you know, I'm not going to even get into it. Oh. Yeah. Should we go put him back into jail? The How fuck do is you? going down. He's gonna go down hard. I hope he goes down. He goes down so hard. And then he gets raped in jail by other men who were raped when they were little. Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently I'm rape is weaponized. No. For, since for, the beginning of time. But I was it's funny because I was gonna say it, but I was like, no, I'm gonna let you say this one. Yeah. He just yeah. yeah. So I no. mean, yeah, there and black women defending by the R. Way, Kelly. R. Kelly, yeah. That is rape. If yeah. you're listening to our podcast, just so you know what you did is definitely rape. And stop calling it a sex tape. It's a rape nope. tape. It's a rape tape. Yeah. 14 okay. years old? Nope. A new 14-year-old, him having sex with a Fuck. new... Yeah. No. Yeah. God damn it. And apparently in the video, he keeps saying, ooh, give me that 14-year-old ass. No. Yeah, girl, I can't even. Oh, so. he needs it chopped off. I, I, I can't. And I cut can't into remember. little pieces and maybe sauteed with some garlic. And then sing a song, write a song about that R. Kelly. Yeah, write a song about it. I, I, I would pay to listen to that, mm-hmm. that song. Cut my dick off, chop yeah. it up into pieces. Trap with no dick in the closet. <laughs> no dick in the closet. Eating my dick in the in closet. It's <laughs> got garlic in the sauteed <laughs> in the closet. Man, I miss my, I miss my balls, something big. I miss my balls <laughs> in the closet. You're welcome. <laughs> I believe it can't fly. <laughs> I believe I am bleeding everywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna have to think about it every night and day. <laughs> can't find my penis. Okay. <laughs> I'll stop, but I could go on. Oh my god! Oh, that feels good. That is certified yeah. platinum, bitches. Yeah. I'm oh. gonna be a famous singer now, bitch. I know. All right, yeah. I'm so right. yeah, we. I mean, we laugh so we don't cry. This right. is horrible. It's really bad. Oh. So there's there's a lot more, but essentially, she goes on to live her life. Like she so lives many a long, women, right? Yeah. And a productive life. There, there's a there's this is interesting. There's a painting she did called Mother and Child, and it's attributed to the the years of the trial and the rape. And the baby is said to be Tossie. Um, and it depicts a strong and suffering woman who's her, I think, mm-hmm. to cast light on her anguish uh, and expressive artistic capability. Oh. A month after the trial, Orazio arranged for his daughter to marry a man named Pierantonio Stiatesi, uh, an artist from Florence. I mean, the Italians I mean, are winning on the name game because these are some amazing names. They don't know how to treat a woman, like not but they, even. But for they shit. got the, the the names are just oh, so good. I mean, it almost so makes good. up for it, but it doesn't even at all. Oh, um, so they. I mean, I guess he was a decent guy for was, the time. He was fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like now you and I would kill him, but like you know, after what she's gone through, though. Like, yeah, like. Yeah. Um, so they moved to Florence. She became a successful court painter. She enjoyed the patronage of the House of Medici and Charles I of England. The Medicis, you mean? Um, is it Medici or Me- is it Medici? Oh. You say Medici. I said Medici because it's I, probably Medici is probably the correct I, way, I, but I in America, I think we say Medici. I don't think we do. I think we 
do? Well, the Medici's, the 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 uh, TV show. Anyway, what, this is your story. There's a TV show. Yeah. M e d e c i. Yeah, the Medici's. Oh, I should. But I think the way you said it, I think that's the way the Italians wow. say it. I think in America we say Medici. I'm Italian. Catherine see. Medici. Yes. Yeah, so oh, really? Oh. I, yeah, that's the American way. Medici. Like we say aluminum, not aluminum. Aluminium. <laughs> I love aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> it sounds so much better, though, but I say aluminum. Yeah. Um, they had a daughter uh, around 16, 18. So her name was Prudentia, but sometimes she was known as Palmyra, which made some scholars think she maybe had two dollars. Two daughters, but oh, okay, probably yeah. only one, because uh, a lot of times names just change. Yeah. Like in, I know in my religion culture we change. You know. Oh really? There's Mir. You can call me Miriam, Miriamela, Mirla, oh, Mary, Mir, Zeskite. Yeah, it just Zeskite. Zeskite means sweetheart, which is something my dad oh, calls me. Oh, I love that. Um, and it's funny. I don't call my kids that. No. no, I don't know why. I look a little red rat. I was, I was sweeter than they were. I guess a baby's gonna do what I, a baby's yeah. gonna do. I do actually sort of. I'm like my Zizi Bobos, oh. which is I just like took it and then added a word that I made up. Yeah. Um. So her daughter was also a painter. Her that oh. Artemisia trained her, but nothing has come of it. Like yeah, we yeah. we don't know what she did, um, or I don't know anything about her. But she was very successful in Florence. She was the first woman accepted into the Accademia dell'Arte del Disegno, the Artist and Drawing okay. Academy. She maintained good relations with most with most respected artists of her time. Mm-hmm. I there's a list. You don't need it, but you look yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but including Galileo, oh. she had a she had a friendship with him, a relationship with him. Uh, she was, I think, it was more written, but uh, yeah. She was esteemed by Michelangelo Buonarroti, which was uh, the Michelangelo's nephew. Oh, okay. Uh, she contributed uh, to a painting for... Uh, so his nephew was friends with her, and he asked her to contribute to a painting that was uh, in, um, like a celebration of his uncle. Oh, okay. okay. So she, it was a, she did the Allegory of Inclination, presented in the form of a nude holding a compass. Oh. Some say it was her self-portrait, but apparently a lot of the women she she painted was somewhat of a self-portrait. Oh, okay. In 2011, Francesco Solinas discovered a collection of 36 letters dating from 1616 to 1620 that provided new insight into her life. Apparently, they didn't know this before then, she had had a passionate love affair with a wealthy nobleman, Francesco Maria Maringhe, her husband knew about it, oh. and in their correspondence, she would write love letters to him and he to her. But in her love letters to him, her husband would also correspond with him on the back of her letter. Oh, maybe he was like a financial they think that patron he, that, for them. Yeah, so, they, they think that that's what it was. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, I, I think back then, that. I think marriages, they knew what marriage was. Yeah, it was yeah. a business arrangement, mm-hmm. you know. He probably was doing what he wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but then the rumors of the affair messed with their reputation and they moved to Rome. Rome was, so now I'm going to quickly go through this. Rome was less lucrative. So she went to Venice, which they appreciated her more there. She had many relations with a lot of renowned artists. Now, relations, I don't know if that means sex or friendships. Friendships. Mm. Um, but she did well. 
Oh, okay. In 1638, she joined her father in London at the court of Charles I of England uh, to help him, but really Charles had invited her, uh-huh. and she literally could not refuse if they yeah, no. invite. King calls, you gotta yeah, go. Yeah, you're like, okie doke. Yeah. Uh, her fame had intrigued him, and his collection included one of her paintings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, her dad died in 1639. She left England by 1642, and the rest is speculation. Uh, they think she died anywhere between 1654 and 1656. Which is a shame because as soon as the man, her father, gets out of her life, then we lose track of her. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's like the fact that we I mean, know about her at all is really... her. She must yeah. have had extraordinary talent. She really did. I like mean, not just really at... good because a man can get by on just being really good. Right. But she, a woman has to be extraordinary. She, was, she really was extraordinary says here about 50, she wrote, she did 57 works. About wow. 49 of them feature women as the protagonist or the equal to men. Oh my God. Her works now live in the greatest museums throughout the world. Um, she's on par with one of the greatest artists um, in history. And the artists are disproportionately men. Yeah. So she's, she's a very important person. It, what's um, her name again? Artemisia Gentileschi. That's a Artemisia Gentileschi. 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 Yeah. Artemisia Gentileschi. Gen- Gentileschi. Gentileschi. Yes. Okay. I'll, 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 I mean, I'll send I, you how it, to, yeah, how it's, it's amazing it. because I think of all the numerous, because after that horrific experience at 17, that could have really devastated her. Right. And I wonder if she didn't have her talent to fall back on, mm-hmm. to be therapeutic for her in a way, she could have... Like because it was apart. it wasn't just a rape. It was a rape, and then a relationship with a man who then lied to her. Then a lawsuit. But then public humiliation and, public humiliation and torture and torture. Right, all of that, and like you know, and then nothing. And thank God she had her dad there. Because imagine yeah. if she didn't have a father like that. Who imagine if she didn't have a father yep. who yep. a saw her talent and wasn't threatened by it right. or upset by it, but actually encouraged it. And then imagine if she had a father, this happened to her, and he just goes there and demands money, mm-hmm. and that's it. Right. Like, he, I, you need to pay me off yeah. for taking my daughter's yeah. virginity. Now she's worthless. Yeah, she's worthless. As opposed yeah. to, you lied, you cheated. Yeah. And then he, he I mean, it sounds terrible. You, a month later, he... he sets her up with another man to marry, but he does that to protect her. Yeah, I was going to say that. He probably did that to to protect her because you kind of want to seal that deal because marriage is about, like, she's already, quote-unquote, damaged goods in the eyes of men in society. So um, he probably had a hard time finding somebody. I hate to say that. No, probably. You know, and so, um, you know, he was doing his best as a father during that time to look after her as best he could Mm -hmm, without murdering that man because i guess if we had murdered the man then he'd go to jail then he'd go and to then jail he thing. couldn't do anything yeah then she'd be on the streets yeah because right? she was uh motherless but he also like risked his own reputation by taking him to court yeah you yeah. know and now everybody all this knows. public right yeah so oh well thank you so much thank for that you. oh my god um my notorious woman this week i have a short one okay interesting i never have a short one i know right uh, but I thought she was a good one, and I'm so surprised that we have not done her yet. Uh, but my notorious woman this week is Amy Fisher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So let's do it. We're back. You know me. I like the bad girls. So Amy Fisher was born on August 21st, 1974 in Merrick, New York on Long Island to Elliot and Roseanne Fisher. According to Amy, she had a very difficult relationship with her father who would quote, yell at her in front of people. So it was kind of like a difficult, like, um, I couldn't really find because uh, a lot of it is about the trial or whatever right what her fa- her father was Jewish and I think her mother might have been Italian American uh, but like so they're very like sort of what you like they're very like when you think of Long Island like yeah. you know kind of like you know Italian slash uh, Jewish slash like you know Irish kind of Catholic like kind all of, of them yeah. yeah like they're all kind of like yeah it's, it's like the stereotype of Long like, Island all together right. yeah. Like with the big hair and like, you know, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I remember growing up in Florida, I remember we would have like people come down from yep. New York and New Jersey yep. and go to school, the kids, and they'd be like, Florida sucks. And then and they, have, they have all these like really thick accents and they have like, the and girls would have these high ass bangs. Mm-hmm. It's very like. And you're like, does Florida suck? Like, or I know. do your bangs suck? But they're kind of like caricatures of people. Yes. It's not until you go to New York. And you actually see the people in person and you're like, oh, my God, these are real people. Like, Well, I'm going to much love to New Jersey and Long Island. But when you live in New York and on the weekend, sometimes sometimes at the karaoke bar, you see things you didn't want to (laughs) see. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess it's real. Okay. Yeah. Or like. Yeah. At the fancy places that aren't really that fancy, Fancy, but they think it's fancy. Yeah. Yeah, so that's um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. I yeah, support, no, su- yeah. I support all women. Yeah, we do, but they yeah. are real. Like I remember this when I first real though, you guys. And you, it's so funny because you watch movies about New York growing up, yeah. like uh, throughout history, film history. But then I remember being in New York and a coworker of mine. She was a very young girl. Her father died suddenly. She's oh. Italian American. Yeah, and uh, I think they live in Jersey, and. But she had a very like, you know, like Italian American New yeah. York accent and she's so she was a sweet girl. And her father died suddenly and she was like nineteen. Um, and he left all his money to her. But then her grandparents were trying to get her to sign over stuff and like, yeah. So we oh went to the wake because oh, we as shit. her coworkers, she like worked at the front desk and like, you know, I think her father's like, You need to learn responsibility. Okay. You know, and so cause I don't think she needed it for the money. So cause I think he left like millions of dollars oh, to her, shit. right? Yeah. So like, be her friend. <laughs> I know she's very sweet. Name was Nicole, and so I remember we went to the wake to support her because this mm-hmm. is devastating. Like it happened yeah. like really suddenly. That's scary. And um, I remember being at the wake, and I, I kid you not, it was like a scene out of The Sopranos. Like, oh wow, the guys coming in, they have on the dark suits and they have the hair. Oh Jesus! And like, and they're like kissing each other on the cheek, and you're just like, oh my god, I feel like this is not real. Like, no way. It totally is. So uh, big ups to them for authenticity. You yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> so I think that's kind of like the environment that Amy grew up in, like during the research yeah. on it. When you talk to people, when you watch like stuff on it and you they talk to her neighbors and stuff, you're like, this is like out of the Sopranos, like totally. <laughs> so uh, even though Sopranos in New Jersey, but you know. Um, so uh, now according to her neighbors, she, she was a sweet girl, but when she became a teenager, she became very sexually promiscuous aggressive like outwardly and she reportedly at times would leave the curtains open while changing her clothes oh my mama would do something about those curtains so she was like i hate when people paint young girls this loose though because a lot of times we know it's either a sign that they were probably 
uh, sexually initiated That's too young what I'm or they are trying to get attention. Yeah, she's right? probably trying to get attention. Yeah. And so now despite this, Amy maintained that she was a, a polite, quote unquote, nice girl in front of her parents. So her parents thought by all accounts, everything was going well, you know, her father would yell at her, but I think they come from those, they're yellers probably. Yeah, I knew know? those families. Yeah. That so one, yeah. uh, my family were loud too. We're not we're not necessarily yellers, but we are loud. Sort of. I think people. there's a difference though between like ye- loud and yellers. Yeah, I think I think her parents are probably like yellers. Like they don't know how to say it's time for bed without yelling. It's time yeah. for bed. Back or of like, bed. why'd you do that? You're so stupid. You know, you yeah. should never tell a child that they're stupid. Nope, because they grow up thinking that they're stupid. Yep, that's um, not helping the world. But the father's like, well, I was talked to like that when I was a kid. And again, all of this is speculation. This is a little bit I was able to find out about her childhood. Not a lot, right? So, gotcha. um, But she said that her parents thought she was a nice girl. Now, when she was 16 and while uh, uh, as a high school student at Kennedy High School, uh, after she damaged her parents' car one night, Ooh. a car that they had bought for her 16th birthday. Oh, damn. Actually, the car they had given her. So she went to a family friend, Joey Butafuco a 38-year-old, actually, he was I think he was 37 at the time, married father of two, mm. and owner of the body shop where she took the car to make the repairs without her family knowing about the damage. So it was around this time that the two began a sexual relationship. She's 16. Yeah. He's 37. It's his fault. Okay. 16, 37. According to Amy, Joey knew her relationship with her father uh, was difficult because he was around when her father be yelling at her right Right. and so she thinks she feels like he took advantage of her vulnerabilities and said that he had a quote svengali like control over her end quote she said that the first time they had sex he so this went on for about a year after they met okay she went to the body shop she was she probably was like oh my god i did this can you help this and keep it from my parents they're gonna kill me and he was like yeah i got you knowing young pretty thing shit right so yeah, so this, she knew him for about a year after he started, you know, he was like acquaintances with her dad, right? So he'd come okay. over and see her around. And so that's why she went with him to him. To, to him about the car, right? Right. So that was for about a year. And then before they started having sex. Now, the first time they had sex, she said that her parents were at work. So he came to her bedroom. He came, um, came to her house. So she offered him like coffee or whatever drink. He was like, yeah. They ended up in her bedroom. So in an interview with Oprah on the mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey show in 2004, Amy told Oprah that, quote, he started saying all these nice things that no one had ever said to me before. He said he had been thinking about me for months and that he loved me, end quote. He went on to say after throwing her on the bed, so they went to her room and he threw her down on the bed, quote, don't worry, I had a vasectomy, right? Now, at the time during the interview oh on Oprah, yeah. Amy was like, I didn't even know what that was. Right, because I'm 16 and a child. Yeah. So, because she's like, the boys I'm fooling around with, they don't even know what a vasectomy is, right? Yeah. So after they had sex, she said that she thought... Had she had sex before? um, I think she might might have fooled around before. But... Uh, Or sex with a 16-year-old boy or 15-year-old boy is different than sex with a 37-year-old man, right? Yeah. So after they had sex... I don't have a daughter. That girl... She said that she thought that he was now her boyfriend. Fair. So it's interesting because we like to perpetrate this image of the sexually adventurous young girl as being loose, knowing what she's doing. She doesn't know what she's doing. She thinks she knows what she's doing. Looking at the story now, I'm like, no, he 
Even if she's what changing was... her clothes in front of an open window. I don't give Even a if she's shit. like. She is 16. She's 16. Zipper your pants and leave the house. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's doing. She thinks that she's being sexy because mm-hmm. that's what society teaches right. young girls that you need to be sexy. That's where your worth Lolita's is. Because right? Lolita's cute and a yeah. good story. And there's two sides to that yeah, story. Even though Lolita's 12. Fuck that's a whole that. Other story. She's 12. He raped her. Yeah. Thank you. And 16 is, you know. Again, we want to demonize young girls. We want to demonize a 16-year-old girl for being sexually adventurous, but a 16-year-old boy, he's just, you know, he's, he's being just a man. Like, yeah, you know, you know, doing his what his natural both, instincts are. They're both innocent. Yeah. They both If they're going to do this, they need to be doing it with each other and not grown-ass people. That's that Yeah, you know what I mean? If they if this was like her 16-year-old boyfriend, I'd be like, "Oh my god, just wear a condom." I know. I know. Oh my god, like, yeah. Should you get yeah. tell your mom and get on birth control? Yeah. You know this is like no yeah. he can't so like i get it she's 16 she's 16 it's, it's annoying i really want my but at 16 to wait till college but you know like no I, they should wait till they 30 35 Levette. Yes. 35, 35 ask permission get married after your wedding we can think about it but realistically this is around the time that young people start to experiment sexually yes. because they're curious yeah and that's normal yeah that's normal it for is. a girl to be quote unquote fast at 16. Problem is she should be fast with 16 year old boys. Not a 38 year old man who fucking knows better. Yeah. Also, don't you have children? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So the affair, really abuse, continued for several months after this. Amy reportedly fell in love with Joey. And yeah, became, she's 16. She's 16. That's what 16 he year olds do. He thinks he's like smarter and older. and Yeah, and he seems wise. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because at 16, a 37-year-old man is like, oh, my God, he's so exciting. But then when she hits, like, almost 30 and, like, he's, like, it is 50, she's like, this old-ass oh, man. Damn. <laughs> he done took my youth. Mm, he's 60 now. What did I do? <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, anyway. Uh, and we can say that because we've actually been 16-year-old girls. Yeah. So we know. It, was, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she fell in love with him and became increasingly jealous of his wife because again he's a father of two mm-hmm. his wife 37 year old mary joe butterfuco yeah right now according to amy she told joey her idea of murdering his wife because yeah. she's like getting insanely jealous because she's six fucking teen 16. years old she might have also had some like maybe like a therapist would have been like yeah appropriate because 16 year old for the affair yes. like she probably needed yeah. like, oh yeah definitely a little intervention yeah and a 16-year-old doesn't realize they can't really think beyond, like, tomorrow, next week. They don't think, yeah, oh, this is a past. Yeah. They think everything I'm feeling is real is and real, it's going to kill me. And I'm going to love him forever. Yes. And if they, I, yeah, like, it's yeah. strong. Yeah. Those feelings are very strong. That's why old men, older men like young girls because they can mm-hmm. control them. And young girls do believe, like, this is for life. This is forever. So, and yeah. Lavette and I are like, it's not. Though. It's not. Um, okay, now, so she brings up the idea because she's getting furious that he's going home to his wife. And, you know, I've been told because I've never been a homewrecker. Uh, That's good. Me neither. Um, that the other woman often thinks that if she could just get rid of the wife or the girlfriend, right. then we can be together. Right. It's not not how knowing, that works. realize that the other, that the wife or the girlfriend don't know nothing about you. No. <laughs> like, like, she don't know you exist. Nope. She thinks she's in a. You're a secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she don't know anything. 
she don't know anything about the side chick because you're mm-hmm. on the side. The like, word side is really key here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, or is it, it's old now, but jump off. Have you ever heard of that term? No. So basically jump off me, it comes from like, if, if, uh, you and him are together and somebody comes in the room, he jumps off you. Oh shit. Huh? You're the yeah. jump off. Very, it, every, it's that. very like misogynistic, of course. Oh, hundred yeah, Cause a woman's yeah. like an object, I guess, not mm-hmm, a To real jump person. off or yeah. on. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so she become enraged and jealous of Amy, uh, Mary Jo. So, so she tells Joey, I want to kill your motherfucking wife. And he's probably like. Oh, word? Really? Oh, girl. Uh, no, 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 no. So taking it back at first, he, according to her, decided to help her plan the shooting by telling her about his wife's habits and when she was usually home. What an idiot. He's like, well, yeah, I can get rid of my wife. But I probably got insurance money on her and give me a young pretty thing and send the kids off to the grandparents. He's dumb. Yeah. So again, some men, even though they're 38 years old, are not smarter than a 16 year old. No. I'm just saying. Some, yeah. Some of them are dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> yes. This is a very good example of one of them. Yes. So we don't know if that is true even today or if it wasn't true. Um, but she knew where he lived, she knew his wife's habits. So I'm thinking, I, I, I tend mean, to believe her. I tend to believe her. Now, how on, else did she know? How else did she know, right? So now, on a recent episode of the Oxygen Hit Show, and one of my all-time favorites. I believe Snapped. This. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's a love at a show. Oh, I love Snap so much. Amy's friends reportedly told investigators that Amy had been obsessed for nearly a year with figuring out a way to kill Mary Jo. America's most wanted producer, John Lieberman, told Snap, according to Julie McCarran, co-author of Mary Jo Budafuco. 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 Butterfuko, <laughs> co-author of Mary Jo's memoir, Getting It Through My Thick Skull. Yeah, sure. The teen, Amy, had promised, quote, two separate boys money and oral sex if they would shoot Mary Jo for her. Though the two apparently refused Amy's terms, one man, Peter, I'm going to butcher this man's name, Peter Gagenti, Guagenti, I think it's Guagenti. Go, go with that. Yeah. Then 21 took the deal. So with the help of Peter, a now 17-year-old Amy obtained a, a 25 caliber pistol. How'd she obtain that? From Peter. Oh. Yeah. Peter's 21. So. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So she, so Amy and Peter, uh, Peter gave Amy the 25 caliber pistol, and then they went to steal a set of license plates off a neighborhood car to put on her or his car, okay. another car. So on May 19th... Keep the crimes coming. Yeah. On May 19, 1992, Peter helped Amy put the license plates on his Pontiac Firebird and then drove to and drove her to uh, Joey and Mary Jo's house in, in Massapequa, New York. Amy, Amy later explained to the police that she thought Peter was going to carry out the shooting. Uh-huh. But when they got there, he refused. Right. He was just like, I'll do the car thing yeah but i'm not shooting nobody probably because although that is aiding and abetting does he know that's a crime but i feel like peter i feel like peter probably this is not his first time at the rodeo so peter feels like you know she botches this thing i can always say i didn't shoot nobody right right but aiding and abetting once again is literally a crime it's still not as bad as pulling the trigger that is true so that's five years in jail versus like maybe death yeah exactly yeah so 
Now, according to Mary Jo, so we're switching POVs. But like Peter had to know that this she was going to get caught. I think Peter, I don't think these people are like, how do I put this? IQ levels, not the highest. Ivy League bound, right. okay. um, hot, you know, top 10 university you, bound people. Like I think about me at 16 and I was like applying to colleges. That's where I was not like. Amy. Focus. Amy's out trying to figure out how to kill. Right. Mary Jo. Her old man's. Mm-hmm. Old keyword. Yeah. Because she's in the way of their love. Of their true love. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure he's telling her. This is how this uh, goes. Yeah. Baby, you know, I got responsibilities. She's such a bitch, you know, but I feel bad leaving her with the kids. You know, I don't know. I'm going to leave her soon. I just got to figure out how to get out of it. Right. right. Yeah. So Amy's like, let me help you. I got this, baby. I'll help you. We'll, Here. We'll shoot the bitch. And then you can get the license uh, life insurance policy. I'm sure that's not, that didn't come up, but I'm sure they talked about that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe. So uh, now. Very ill planned. Okay, come on. So on Obviously. May 19th, yeah. this is from Mary Jo's uh, memoirs, right? Okay. She said. On the morning of the incident, she was in her backyard painting parts of the back, uh, back of the house when her doorbell rang. She says that upon hearing the doorbell, she headed inside the house and could see a kid, quote unquote, a kid yeah. through the house. So she called out to her. The kid, the young girl, Amy, asked if she were uh, Mrs. Botafuco. And she said yes. So the girl said, quote, I have something to tell you about your husband, Joe, end quote. So... Mary Jo says she went to the front door, opened it, and came out to lean on the railing of the porch. Because she said she looked so young. She looked like she a little like kid. She looks like a child. Yeah. Because you know what? She's, She's a, a child. child. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so they came out on the porch. She said that the young girl said that your husband is having an affair with my little sister. And Mary Jo said she was taken aback because she looked, she said she looked about 10 then. This is what she says on oh, The wow. View, uh, I think back in 2010. She said, your little sister. She's like, well, how old are you? Like, cause you look like you're about 10 or 12. Right. right. So, um, she says that they went back and forth. Now she says it was about a minute and a half, but later on, uh, Peter said that it was about 15 minutes. So I don't know. It could be that honestly, Mary Jo doesn't remember exactly how it's long. Fair. Yeah. So let's say it was about five or seven minutes. Right. Let's, let's split, split the, difference, the difference. Right. Yeah. So she said that she so after they they were talking for a while she's like okay well i'll have my i'll tell my husband i'll have him call you whatever because she's like i knew she wasn't telling me the truth because again her little sister that didn't make any sense to me so yeah so she's like i'll have my husband call you whatever right so mary joe says she turns to go back into the house and that's basically the last thing she remembers yeah she didn't know that amy had taken a gun out struck her mary joe in the head with it, then aimed it at her temple and fired. Holy shit. She shot her in the motherfucking head. God damn, this Amy is not yeah. okay. No, no. Amy, uh, so Mary Jo fell to the ground. Panicked, Amy dropped the gun and ran towards the car. But Peter told her to take the evidence with her, so she ran back to retrieve the gun. And now it also says that I guess she brought a, um, uh, a T-shirt that had Joe's, uh, Joey's... Uh, uh, garage on it or something oh. as proof but i'm like okay anybody that's can buy not, a t-shirt but whatever dumb. so apparently she may have had the gun in the t-shirt and that's because mary joe says she didn't see anything oh, okay. she's like i don't know where she had the gun she might have had it in her pocket or whatever so reportedly she dropped the 
the t-shirt and the gun. And so Peter's like, bitch, go back and get it. So she's like, all right, yeah, yeah. So she goes, because again, they're brain surgeons, all of these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Seriously. Nobel these Prize are, winning laureates. Yeah, these are um, yes. PhD, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, uh, candidates They here. definitely cured cancer. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so she goes back and she picks them up and she runs off and they speed off. Neighbors call, they heard the shots, right. the shot. So they call 911. And so uh, emergency responders came to Mary Jo's aid. Mary Jo was operated on all night and although she was unable to, un- and although they were unable to remove the bullet lodged in her neck, Fuck. the doctors were able to save her life, but she was left partially paralyzed on one side of her face and death in one ear. Right? God okay. Damn. So now the neighborhood was shook, of course. They're like, cause these are, I would say like middle class, yeah, slightly is, upper class. Like these are like nice. It's a nice neighborhood. Like it's not like, like this kind of stuff's not going on. Have right. potlucks and shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so the hunt for Mary Jo's shooter was on. Nobody yeah. thinks there's a teenage girl. They're thinking, oh my god, somebody's trying to rob. You know, right, came like up in here and shot one of us. Yeah, maybe casing the joint and something happened. When interviewed by police, Joey denied having an affair with anybody. He was like, I don't know nothing about nothing. But then said that this young girl, Amy, uh, was obsessed with him. So she could be the shooter. This is what he, he offered said up. Best. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of uh, Joey Buttafuoco, but I, I uh, have. Yeah, he's not a handsome man. Not sure why someone would do something like this for this man. Yeah, and he's not even like a handsome man for like the time. No, he's there. I don't think there is a time in which this man would be considered handsome no he's not a handsome man no. i just love it how men yeah. are like well, she's obsessed with me i don't know she's I don't, crazy i don't think that's what happened joey because yeah. i've seen what you look like right right and so um so the police were like okay so police detective martin alger obtained a photo of amy and when mary joe regained consciousness now it says in, in some of my uh research that it was the next day but i think mary joe said it was three days she was unconscious which makes more sense to me if you were yeah, shot in the head definitely uh, but when she was when she regained consciousness, she was able to recognize Amy from the photo. Okay. But they really didn't have any real evidence because they were just like kind of confused. Like, why would this teenage girl was is she in a gang? Like, they're all right. trying to figure it out. Like this cute little white girl from a decent family. Like, yeah, they're just trying to figure out like why this young girl would shoot her. So yeah, they were still looking at jo- Joey, but you know. Um, so they didn't really, they didn't have any real evidence, but all that changed on June 12th. So this happened on May 19th, June 12th, nearly one month after Amy first shot Mary Jo and a day after Peter was picked out of a lineup by a witness, Uh. Peter turned the case upside down by admitting both to helping Amy get the 25 caliber handgun Mm -hmm. she used and to driving her to and from that house, from the house that day. Peter's lawyer said that he met Amy at a party in Brooklyn where she offered him sexual favors in exchange for a gun, according to the New York Times. Now, the fact that she keeps offering up sexual favors is really, again, she's a young, sexually... It's all she has. It's all she has. Because if you've been told you're stupid and you're a fool, this mm-hmm. is why you don't call your kids stupid. Yep, it's good. good. Because kids don't yep. know that you're stupid. Yeah, for calling them stupid. They, they don't know that. They believe you. Yeah. Whether they, they want to or stupid. not. They think they're stupid. So even if they're of average intelligence or above average intelligence, they think they're stupid. And. And they have no worth. 
humans want want to live and want to yeah. feel good and yeah. want to and and they'll do what they need to do. Yeah. And sometimes they have they feel like you have to go above and beyond because you don't have the natural facility because you don't have the brain power. And she's a pretty girl. She was, she's she's a pretty pretty girl. girl. Like she wasn't like a, I can see her being popular at school. Like she's a pretty girl. So, um, and way out of Joey's league, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. He was doing. So this is what, uh, Peter's telling them her, her, uh, her, uh, partner in crime. So according to prosecutor Fred Klein, it was actually Paul's confession that helped authorities locate the gun and turn the case around. Quote, he led us to the gun. He told us that after the shooting, either she or he threw it down a sewer and told us where and bingo, we found the gun, Klein said. Okay. He goes on to say, so he really put the case together nicely for us, end quote. Now on September 23rd, 1992, Amy Fisher was arrested and charged with attempted murder and pleaded guilty to first degree assault. After being arrested for the crime, Amy drew national attention and the media went crazy. Mm -hmm. So the nineties was like, I didn't realize it until recently because I've been like following um, uh, a lot of the stories in the nineties, like the Lorena Bobbitt one that we're going to cover for our patrons only patrons only coming up this week. Um, So, um, this was around the time of like Nancy Grace, all of these like crime, all OJ, yep, like yep. all of these cases were like Casey and all of this stuff, right? Was in the 90s. I yeah. didn't realize that the 90s was a frenzy of like it crime. Really was. It wasn't Casey Anthony later though. Yeah, she was later, but yeah. she was like sort of like a, uh, she benefited because by that time they had already gotten down to like a science of like yes. reporting on this stuff. Yeah, they knew right? how to do it. But this was crazy because they're like, a teenage girl shot a, was having a, a fire. This sounds like something from General Hospital. Like, this is a lifetime movie of yeah, the week. Yeah, exactly. The ones they air at 3 p.m. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so everybody went, the media went crazy. Salacious reports about the quote, Long Island Lolita, yeah. which she was called, dominated the headlines. Amy's family was offered $80,000 for the rights to their story and accepted the money to post bail. I could, yeah. Now, Joey had always denied having an affair with Amy. So uh, in October of 1992, so later that year, the Nassau County District Attorney stated that he would not be prosecuted. But in February 1993, the case against him was reopened due to rape charges made by Amy. She testified against him in court and based on on this testimony in hotel receipts, dated before Amy's 17th birthday, with Joey's signature on them, Joey was indicted on 19 counts of statutory rape, sodomy, and endangering the welfare of a child, as he should, yeah. because he should not be mm-hmm. having sex with a 16-year-old nope. girl. you brought this on, dude. Yeah, ain't nobody got, ain't nobody got time for that, Joey. Nope. Now, while Joey initially pleaded not guilty, he later admitted to having sex with Amy when she was 16. So he pleaded guilty in 1993 and served six months in prison. That's it? That's it. He should, that's it? Now, after a media I circus, prison well, because that's what we think of 16 year old girls again. Yeah. 16. It is quite normal for 16 year old girl or boy to be curious sexually, to be experimenting. What's not normal is for them to be having sex with, with old ass people so who are in their late thirties. If you are an old ass person, yeah. it is your responsibility to be like, nope, that's awkward. No. Come back when you're 20. I'll talk to you when you're 20. The yeah. difference between yeah. your abilities 
concept life between 16 and 20 is massive. I was in college when I was 17. And I was about to turn 18. And I remember this guy just like hitting on me in the, the nicest of ways. Right. But he was 24. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Because I was a child still. Yeah. But ta- and when I was 20. Yeah. And if a 24-year-old asked me out, I would have been like, well, okay, if I liked yeah. him. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have been a thing. That's like three years, but it's a huge difference. And 17 and 24 makes more, uh, it makes more sense because you're kind of closer in social circles. Yeah. That's still on the cusp like for me. he was like early grad yeah. school. Yeah. I was first year. But 38? No. No. It's not You're an okay. old-ass man. Yeah. Walk or old-ass woman. You're a 38-year-old woman. Lead a 16-year-old boy alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walk Wait away. till they're 20. And I'm a mama of boys, so I will kill you. And also the sex will be better because they, they don't also, know what they're doing what at 16 or 17. Are you doing, they don't Jesus. even know how to kiss. Like, yeah, don't, they don't, don't know how to touch you. You don't want none of that. Come no. on. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So after a media circus of a trial and he said, she said allegations that included reports of apparently Joey getting Amy into a prostitution ring. What? So apparently in between the time they had an affair, he said, I only saw this in one place, that he connected her to a um, call girl, a prostitution ring. I'm oh like, so this supposed God. to be your girlfriend? And you're putting her... Joey's a fucking pimp. Anyway. Yeah, no, he's a dick. Um, so on December 2nd, 1992, Amy Fisher was sentenced to five to 15 years in prison. She served seven years, but was granted parole in May of 1999 after Supreme Court Judge Ira Wexner vacated her guilty plea and shortened her sentence and reportedly based on the wishes of Mary Jo Buttafuoco. Really? Because I think in that time, uh, at first, Amy, she seemed to be unrepentant. And she was like, well, because uh, the bail with the $80,000 yeah. bail money about her story, she seemed to be like, well, I should, I'm going to be rich and famous and I should get at least a Camaro out of it. She seemed really unrepentant because yeah. again, she's 16 years old. The 16 year olds, a, b- a bunch of punks, are, most of them, and they're, yeah, they're, they make you want to choke them out. They're kind of dicks. They're dicks, boys it's and girls. The law. So because 16 passes, 17 passes, especially when you're in jail. Yeah. And you start to think about your life and about your choices. And like what you did. And yeah. like, I shot this woman. She was just minding her own business. Married to a dick. Yeah. That's punishment enough. I think so. And I went and shot her. And she reached out to Mary Jo. Oh, yeah? In a very genuine way. And I think Mary Jo is a better woman than me. Okay. No, I would have been because, like, thank uh, you for your apology. I still uh, can't speak out of my left side. Yeah. So. I mean, she went on, thank God, to have, to remarry after a while. Because she, during the trial, she was like, Amy's crazy. That She's upset. She's stalking yeah. him. Da, 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 because she was saying that later on, she realized that, no, Joe's the one to blame. Joey's yeah. the one to blame. Yeah. And she was so uh, doped up with medication. Yes. Because she had been shot in the motherfucking head. Right. So it's fair. So he brought this to her house. Oh, this is all his this fault. This is all his fault. Now, she shouldn't have shot her. But. Yeah. But I think this is his fault. And I think Mary Jo, because she's a better woman than me again, and an angel apparently Mm -hmm. that she realized later on, oh, she was just a fucking kid. Like she was 16. It doesn't excuse her. Right. But she was 16 being manipulated by an old ass man. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that Amy expressed genuine. Yeah. 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 So yeah, she, her sentence was shortened in, uh, 90, um, 
99. So now in 2003, Amy married uh, Luis Bellera, with whom she had uh, she's, she has two children. Oh, her really? son Brett was born in 2001 and her daughter Ava Rose was born in 2005. Now after her release from prison, Amy became a columnist for the Long Island Press where she won a media award for column news from the Society of Professional Journalists in 2004. And like I said, seemed to express genuine remorse by taking full responsibility for her actions. Good. You know? Yeah. She also became an active advocate for prisoners' rights and wrote a book about her experiences called If I Knew Then, which was published in 2004. She said that while all of it was happening, she would think that at least he loved me. This is what she told Oprah in that interview. I would think at least he loved me. It wasn't until about 12 years later that she realized that not only did he not love her, but that, quote, I meant nothing to him, end quote. That's called maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in 2006, she, Amy, reunited with Mary Jo on a celebrity entertainment on The Insider. Okay, right, news, right. Yeah. Amy said she wanted to heal and move on with her life. However, two years later, she said she, she, said she felt no sympathy for Mary Jo without giving any explanation. Now, if her story had ended here in like 2004, 2005, you'd be like, oh my God, this is so lovely. It's a story of redemption. But then it kind of goes downhill. It's just like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she and Mary Jo started a friendship and then they had uh, a falling out. I don't know what happened, but you can't go back on having sympathy for a woman you shot in the head. I'm just saying, like, you just can't. No, no, you can't. You can't. No. Now, Amy and Joey eventually reunited for the first time in 2006 lingerie, for the lingerie bowl for, for the coin toss. And May, so basically, Joey loved the limelight. Amy loved the limelight. They love being famous. That's their fucking dicks. Because again, they're, remember. They're both of those two are just fucking yeah. dicks. The 90s and the 2000s, yeah. we forget it was all about. This was when the sex tape started making mm-hmm. people famous. You could be famous for the dumbest ass yes. reasons. Yes, And so in 2007, the two met for dinner because uh, she was on a break from her husband at the time. And Joey was, in, was single again. On a break from her husband? Yeah. So Long Island, so they met there for TV. Uh, basically, it was like a publicity yeah. stunt to tease a reality show about the two of them. But it went nowhere. That's good. Yeah, I <laughs> know. In June and July of 2011, she appeared as a cast member on the fifth season of VH1's Celebrity Rehab. <laughs> Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. We're all familiar with that show. Yeah, so she, yeah. what was she addicted to? Uh, probably uh, 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 fame. I don't, rem- yeah, I don't uh, think I, I don't think I ever watched Celebrity Rehab. You gotta come Rehab. up with some yeah. fucking bullshit to be famous on that show. Exactly. I think, you know, because I didn't realize they, that you get paid for these things and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you get paid. I, I just didn't know how people made money from this stuff, but you did if you played your cards I, right. Yeah. Yeah. So now in 2000, in October 2007, this, the New York Post published allegations that her husband, so they were on a break before, mm-hmm. Lou Bellera had sold a sex tape of the couple to Red Light District Video of Los Angeles. Red Light District Video published a press release stating that it intended to release a sex video of the couple. Again, sex tapes are big. Tommy Lee yep. and um, Pamela. Pamela, Kim Kardashian, um, what's the blonde one? Um, Paris Hilton. Oh, God. This is when yeah. having a sex tape didn't ruin your life, but actually gave you a career. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah. yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, Humanity's just going down the toilet. It's fine. Yeah. So it was around all this time. Now, on October 31st of that year, nude pictures of Amy from the video were posted at various internet on various internet sites. And on November 1st, 2007, a teaser clip was released by Red Light District Video that showed a nude Amy showering and sunbathing. Okay. This is people don't record. Don't let your just don't no just because it's gonna get out. Close the fucking shades. Yeah. All yeah. right. Amy Don't sued. click record. Okay, go on. So now Amy sued Red Light District, claiming copyright infringement and other damages. But but by November eighth, AmyFisher.com had uh, was was pointedly directing people to the Red Light District website. Okay. I guess you figure if you can't beat them, join them. But I think what happened is that around this time, again. Tommy Lee and yeah. Pamela Anderson. Um, uh, she was like, oh, I could be famous and rich like Paris Hilton. Yeah. Because apparently Kim Kardashian got the idea from her friend, her childhood friend, Paris Hilton. Uh-huh. Because even though they came for money, they wanted to be famous. I mean, it's just you have all the money. Yeah. Just go to fucking Paris. Yeah. Do so you a really lot of times these like are. Because right. I don't need to see your vagina. I I don't. In fact, but I prefer not to. Celebrity, quote unquote, sex tapes were big around this time. So you would make this horrible sex tape. Some of them are horrible quality. And these porn sites would distribute it and make money. And then you would get a cut. Because I, I heard that Ray J and Kim Kardashian, I don't know how true this is, each got $5 million for I believe their sex it. tape. I believe which it. Which is crazy. Yeah. You just have to debase your humanity and you can make $5 million. $5 million. Yeah. You just have to like take your soul and flush it. So I guess you know, she feel like... Do I guess a little she, tap dance on top of it and say I goodbye. So. I guess she felt famous. like... Um, and also, again, this is a young girl whose you know, sense of worth is in how she looked and how sexy mm-hmm. she was, yep. right? Um, and also, you've gone through prison and... Everybody need to pay their mortgage or their rent. So okay. I guess she but figures. some people get jobs. I, you know. I, I hear you, girl. So this is in 2007. In early 2008, Amy announced that she had settled with Red Light. Oh, big surprise. Oh, really? And agreed to do a related promotional appearance mm-hmm. and that she and her husband had reconciled. Okay. So I guess the money is coming in now. She has children. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, so, How's Mary Jo? Is she Okay. Yeah, Mary Jo's fine. Like, okay. Mary Jo has actually reappeared, um, like, recently. So, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm going to mention her in just a little bit. Okay. But I'm almost finished here. So, now, the promotional appearance took place at Retox in New York City on January 4, 2008. So, that's, like, a little bit over 10 years ago. Uh, or 11 years ago now. Clips of the video were played on the Howard Stern show. Of course. Of course. A few months later, on March 6, 2008, Amy was a guest on Howard's show and one topic of discussion was meant to be her video. So, cause that's what Howard right. does. He mm-hmm. used to do on his show. I don't know what he does now on his show, but that's what he would do. This is like typical, this is Howard, this is in Howard this Stern's is, show wheelhouse. The patriarchy, yeah. masturbating yeah. So, show. So, I have opinions. Yeah. Go on. So she goes on the Howard Stern show and they're going to talk about her sex tape. She's probably going to be like, oh, sexy. And, you know, and tease it. Yeah. Tease it to get people to pay. Titties. Yeah. That kind of thing. But after the first phone call, which was from Mary Jo and Joey's oh. daughter, Jessica, Amy left the show six m- minutes into her interview. Yeah. So they bamboozled her. You tried. They set her up. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, because... They do. I can give Howard some props. For ha- Howard Stern is a, uh, he's, a journal- he's a journalist of sorts. Yeah. I mean, he knew what he was doing. They wanted to see what was going to happen. So 
Um, well, you tried to kill her mom, so. Yeah. And you know, I have to say, I just one side note about Howard Stern. I used to listen to it, and then I was like, I can't listen to this anymore, right? So, but I remember once he had a woman on. She was a porn star, which, you know, they love having porn stars on. And she was like, yeah, I do anal, I did it, but I don't do black guys. Oh. And she, he was like, oh, you don't do black guys, but you do da 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 And he called her out on it. And that's I was surprised. Good. I'm going to Because he was like, so what, you think you're like, you're superior to somebody a, because you don't a, do black guys? I feel like that's not a thing. It like, is a thing, I think. I mean, it's a racist thing. Yeah. But I feel like you can like, I don't want to do anal. I don't like yeah, any yeah, yeah. jobs. Yeah. I can, I, but I like this and I like that. Yeah. Like, you can do that. Yeah. That's your body. That's your choice. But right. like, these are the races I'm willing to have sex with. <laughs> it's yeah. just racist, right? Yeah. It was just interesting because I, because it, it's a weird thing. Like you and said, like, I do star. all of this, but I don't do that. And he was just like, Oh, no. like, so you think you're too good? Like, you're a porn star. That's basically his attitude was like, you're a porn star. Like, I like that. Like, so uh, I was bitch. like, okay. So Howard is. Because isn't that just like, I teach Pilates, right? So that yeah. would be like, oh, I could teach all kinds of people except black people. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no difference. Yeah. You have sex for money. And listen, yeah, so like, I'm not I... shaming sex workers or anything like that because. Listen, if you enjoy that well, and you get paid for it. I just compared that to what I do, which is Yeah, you know, like a sex weird, work is a legitimate way to make money. Sure. It's the oldest profession mm-hmm. in the history of the world. It's okay. Been around, yeah. But in that, she's like, well, I don't do black guys. And I, I remember, I'll never forget that. I was, I was like, that's really interesting that he. <laughs> and he made a point to call her out on I it. I do appreciate Because he could have, like, let it go. But he was like, oh, you don't do black guys? But okay anyway so but no he he like clowned her on it basically so anyway that's a side note but it's funny because of the work that it is i think she can get away with it but if you look at it in a non yeah like in a nor not you know what i'm saying yeah a regular job yeah like, no, but he, no, that's what he was like, saying though. Like, no, you Uber can't. Driver and you're like, oh no, 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 I don't pick up. Like, you can't do that. But that's I like, think his point was like, no, it, you say you is a job, but like, you think you're too, like, really? Like you're doing. Then it's not a job. Yeah. But that's what he's saying. Yeah. I thought, I thought he, he didn't let it go either. Cause he could have just let her like, I, yeah. yeah. So it was interesting. But I'll give him credit where credit so is they, So they, um, they set Amy up. And so, you know, she just didn't want to deal with that. Now in 2009, Amy released a pay-per-view adult film titled Amy Fisher Totally Nude and Exposed and signed a deal with Lee Entertainment to become a stripper doing club shows at least once a month. So she's going full on into like she's the porn. She's just like, I am a whore. I am here. Yeah, like, I mean, or, you know. I mean it in the negative. No, I know what you mean. You know, yeah. condescending Because we all are whores to a certain extent. You know. How much, how big is the check? You know. Mm. Now, in 2010... Um, Dream Zone Entertainment released the adult film Deep Inside Amy Schumer. Oh, great. Who? Amy who? Amy Fisher. What you you, you said Schumer. <laughs> Levetta, take that back now. Well, because Inside we Amy Schumer afford... was the name of her show. I know. That's true. It's Deep Inside. I wonder if Amy Schumer was a play on this, I wonder. Because, you know, she's that kind of dirty girl. That's true. I like Amy Schumer. I love Amy Schumer. Yeah. So, uh, no, deep inside Amy Fisher, calling it the first of eight such films she would produce and in which she would star. So she's going the Gemma Jameson kind of thing. Okay. Gemma Jameson kind of route. I'm going to produce my own, you know, stuff, right? So, now, the company had announced the film um, in July 2010 under the working title, The Making of Amy Fisher, Porn Star. 
But in June, 2011, Amy finally walked away from the industry and said that she was no longer making adult films. Okay. That was 2011. I really like, I have not been on her side through any of this. Yeah, I know. Just, just bad decisions. Just like, you, you got to take some yeah. responsibility for your actions. And I, I know 16 is young and a child. Yeah, yeah. But I also would not have tried to murder anybody at 16. No, 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 no. And no, we're not making excuses you for know her what I'm at all. Like, I just feel like, bish, someone needs to, to, to you know, you yeah. might need a little dose of reality. I don't think jail did it. No. Well, I think that she, if she had just really continued on the route she did when she first got released, yeah. I think, the only thing I can think of is that maybe she got caught up in that whole, like like I was saying, like the like celebrity, celebrity kind of sex tape. But that's her. Like yeah. she chose to do that. Lavetta, yeah. you want to make a sex tape with someone and get famous? What are you going to say? Oh, I mean, the look on your face right even now. Even if I wanted to... Make a sex tape with Idris Elba. I, was, um, <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody to see it. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> That's how sex tapes work. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Everybody has to see it. Because then people. But she's like, that's fine. Men already think that they have a right. <laughs> well, they already think they have a right yeah. to every woman's body. Exactly. So. And you're just perpetuating that. Well, and also you're just. Anyway, you're open yourself to maybe something you don't want to open yourself up to. Right. You know, and, you know, unless you have bodyguards everywhere. But now, so that was in 2011. Uh, I mean, 2000, yeah, 2011. In 2015, Amy and Luis, Luis finally divorced. Now, as of 2016, she was living a quiet life in Florida. Oh. So maybe she came to her senses and was like, I got to make be a better example for my kids. She's like, got two kids. Yeah. I don't want to be known as this girl. I I mean, maybe she just had it like maybe she was getting high and partying. And she, it was just like she was like, I, I got to grow up. Her kids are like teenagers now. Yeah. So maybe. So that, maybe. So that reality was, yeah. 16. It was like, yeah. oh, shit. Like. You know, all the you can't that wear that going out. Mom, you're a porn star. Or you see your right, little girl. Right. No, exactly. Emulating right. that. And Why then that part she? of you is like, oh, shit. No, I can't. No. So mm-hmm. now uh, Mary Jo, um, Mary Jo has, she re- she is actually featured in an episode of Snapped last year. Really? From her side of the story. Okay. So, because a lot of attention went on Amy, at, you yeah. know, because she was the, you know, she's the notorious one. Right. You know, shooting a woman. Uh, but Mary Jo remarried and because she said that she also was in a fog because people are like, why did you stay with him? And she's like, you know, I don't know. She's like, I was drugged out a lot and I just thought, and I believed him. And then it was later on in retrospect, I'm like, this, he the fool, this is the fool who brought all this to my house. Mm-hmm. It's him. Yep. So she left him, remarried, and now she's living a wonderful life. Good. But this is the story of Amy Fisher, who apparently, yeah. uh, as of 2016, is living a quiet life in Florida. So All good right. for her. I hope she starts making better choices. She's got I kids. Yeah. She needs to, like, I think she needs to, I think she needs to get it together. I do believe that you can always turn it around. Yes. I think it's important. I think it's important to not sit in the mistakes you made in the past. Right. But to also own the mistakes you made. Yeah. But like, you know, I wish her the, the best in that. Yeah. You know, don't like her. But yeah. maybe she can turn things around and become someone that people can like a little bit more so yeah. that the world can be a little bit better. Because when she went through the whole porn thing, um, her lips, that whole lip thing went like, it's just like, you know what I'd like to see her on? And maybe I am curious to see what she's doing now. Maybe she should go on one of those uh, Real Housewife shows. I think she needs to 
stop trying to be famous. Well, I mean, if she wants to make money, I don't know because I, mean, I don't know who's going to hire Amy I, Fisher. Though I want her to go to school. You know what? And That's get a, very a good trade, point. like a trade school. That's a good point. And get a skill. You know, who she should learn from our girl Monica Lewinsky. There you go. Look how Monica changed she her life. She got around. it together. Yeah. You That's know what true. I mean? Like I. And here's the thing with Monica, like. I like her. Yeah, and Monica she looks the same. She made some bad choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm not going to pretend she didn't. Yeah, and Monica did not but, do what Amy did, so we're not complaining. No, 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 the they're two. not the same people at all, at all, at all, at all. No, no, no. And Monica's very. You Monica know, stopped she, at getting the gun to shoot Hillary in the head. Right, exactly. No, that's enough. But in terms of like being young and notorious, and notorious, yeah. and making some choices that she, that that yeah. were bad choices, like. We, I honor all humans, but we have choices to make, and sometimes yeah. those choices are not good. But you're right; she could learn from Monica because Monica has but re, you can always yeah, turn rebranded it herself. Exactly, rebrand yeah. yourself. Find find the self that you're proud of, right? Not the one that's just hustling for money. Yeah, that's true. Because I think the, the fame is a drug too. So, Probably, like, good yeah. for her, and like, just stay in Florida away from the crazy people. But. That's Amy Fisher, so. All right. All right, guys, that wraps it up for another episode of Notorious Women Podcast. Guys, remember to follow us on all the things, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Notorious WM Pod, face, uh, uh, Instagram, Instagram, Notorious <laughs> Women Podcast. Our email is NotoriousWMPod at gmail.com and become a patron. Become yeah. a patron. A dollar a month. A dollar a month, two dollars a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month. Eight thousand dollars a month. What yeah, or a one time payment of eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah, we will take it. Yeah, it's we will fine. take it. Um and you can um I think it could be a tax write off. I'm not sure. Oh. Well ask your tax accountant. <laughs> <laughs> but we will take all your money and you yes. can become a patron because we're actually gonna release uh more regularly some more content for our patrons, but you can become a patron at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Notorious Women. And just go in there and click the Become a Patron uh, tab and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.